0: welcome to the Our Lady of the Cry Room podcast, podcast about farming, family, and faith with my parents, Betsy and
1: Matthew. Hello and welcome to Our Lady of the Cry Room podcast, episode six. Howdy, Betsy. What is up?
0: Howdy, Matthew. We have Harry with us here today, so that's exciting. We just got home from Abby's graduation from K-State. How was that? Well, I mean, it was great to watch Abby graduate, um, and it was fun to see family and stuff, but there was a lot of children wildness.
1: There's a lot of kids.
0: Yeah. Well, we can say that for family. Okay. <laughs> hey, Harry. Are <coughs> oh, you going to talk? Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Plus, it's Mother's Day.
1: Happy Mother's Day, Betsy.
0: Thanks. It's my personal opinion that the best approach to Mother's Day for a mother is to not want anything. That way, you have zero expectations and you're not disappointed. I think you have a lot of unhappy mothers on Mother's Day because they have expectations. So, if you have zero expectations, you're happy with anything. And so, I was very happy today.
1: <laughs> I'm glad. I I try to keep your expectations low because I know that helps.
0: Yes. It's a a real kindness.
1: I work really hard year after year (laughs) to make sure that you you don't start to get any expectations. That's right. You're welcome.
0: I appreciate it. But the girls made uh, little coupon books with Mark and Jenny last weekend with Jenny, I'm pretty sure. So maybe tomorrow night they can give me those and that will be nice. Okay. And Teddy said, thank you, mother. This yes. very cute. So, what's up with the farm, Matthew? Oh, my so God. So many exciting just, things on the farm. I'm
1: so tired of exciting things on the farm. <laughs> I don't want to. I mean, I planted like 40 acres of corn last week yes. in between rain showers.
0: Well, that's great. That's 40 more than the week before.
1: Yeah. I have a lot to do. I was yeah. worried when K State graduation was this weekend because I was like, I'm not going to be done planting soybeans, I'm going to be really frustrated having to go to this, but here I was, not even, barely started with corn, so that was great. Yay.
0: But do you remember what you didn't want to admit that you could possibly have learned last week?
1: No, I have no idea.
0: That it all works out?
1: No, I'm pretty sure it doesn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's too bad.
1: And then while we were in Manhattan, one of the green bin augers decided to turn itself on. So that's awesome. That should be super fun to clean up when I ever have time to do it.
0: Right. So what is the most interesting question in my head about the auger switch? Do you have any idea? I don't know what's
1: inside your head.
0: My thought is, how does this help Matthew? Because it must.
1: That's a very interesting question, and <laughs> and I'm very curious to find out the answer. I can't think of a single way in which it would help me.
0: But, I mean, that's like when we had um that, that mouse, that super mouse, and I would just think to myself every day that St. Catherine of Siena said that we must trust that anything that God ordains or allows is... For our salvation And so I would just think I wonder how Fasty the super mouse Is for my salvation
1: Did you ever find out? I
0: didn't But it is still a question That I roll around in my head And it makes me like Fasty And the trials And I mean I didn't enjoy cleaning up The poopy left behind But I did think Somehow he is good For my salvation
1: Oh, that was the other thing That happened was So I get the corn planter out And I you know Turn on the vacuum Pump And there's a lot of debris in the thing. So it's like, ah, mice have gotten in there over the winter, which is common occurrence. So I take off the screen and I I blow it out at full power and everything. And i like, okay, let's go. And so then I start planning. And then row number one is not really planning. And so then I go out and I get out and I pull it up and I check. And everything looks good, except that it's like, well, it must not have be getting vacuum and so then so this is what i did and this is the best part of the whole story is i pop off the vacuum tube off the main manifold and i'm reach around with my hand and stick my fingers inside that manifold to see if something is blocking it and i feel something
0: And how long does it take you to know what you felt
1: Well, as soon as I peek inside, but it's one of those feelings that you feel and you immediately know that you have touched something that you do not want to touch. (laughs) (laughs) Just, I mean, instant. It was instant. Do you
0: jerk your hand back?
1: Yes. (laughs) I jerked my hand back because I touched something that in the very deepest part of my psyche, my brain says, you should not be touching that. (laughs) So, yeah, I jerked my hand back and then I... Peeked inside and, wow, okay, yeah.
0: Are you going to tell the listeners what was looking back at you?
1: What was looking back at me was a three-foot-long bull snake. (laughs) Yes. With creepy blue eyes because it was ready to shed its skin.
0: And what followed was a wonderful series of Instagram photos as you took the snake for a ride on the planter. Yeah.
1: Well, I first I had to get him out. I had to coax him out, and he did not want to get out of there. Yeah. So I ended up flushing water through it, and he he really was stubborn. But then I eventually got the water. I would take off each thing, and then eventually got close enough to him that he did finally crawl out of the manifold and onto the marker of the planter where he rode for the next couple hours.
0: Wow. I didn't realize it was that long. Hours he hung out there.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, because
0: do snakes drop off things? I mean, like, would he just jump, or did he have to slither all the way down?
1: He's apparently snakes are are kind of timid about jumping. Okay. He did not want to jump. He, for most of the time, he was coiled pretty tightly all around the little pieces of the marker. Uh huh. And he would hang his head down around the corner, and I could see his head poking out as we. Mm -hmm. And like I would stop and he would pull it back and then I'd start driving again and he'd stick it out further and further. It was like a dog sticking (laughs) his head out the window. And then, but eventually he got a little more comfortable and he climbed out on the toolbar of the planner and was just riding there for the last, you know, 30 minutes. Oh, wow. And then finally I I ran out of seed Uh and, um, and there was no way I was doing, I mean, I got chills every time I stepped out and, (laughs) But it's like, well, I have to get pictures. And um,
0: First things so, first. So then,
1: <laughs> so then I uh, I took a wrench and I sort of had to, well, first he tried to hide and then I had to, you know, scare him out of his hiding hole. But then I had my big old wrench and I was able to sort of get him looped and fling him off onto the dirt. And then he slid away quite happily.
0: Now, there were lots of questions on Facebook about why you didn't kill this snake. Do you want to explain why we don't kill him? Um, Friend snakes. I
1: I don't kill friend snakes. The way I see it is you're going to have rodents on a farm and you're going to have snakes on a farm because snakes eat rodents, right? And so I figure you're going to have snakes anyway. There are nice snakes and there are not nice snakes. The nice snakes being bull snakes and garter snakes and the not nice snakes being prairie rattlesnakes. And I figure any bull snake you kill is just leaves an opening for a prairie rattlesnake to move in and and I I don't want
0: those right well that's what I tell myself anytime I see the giant friend snake that lives in the yard I say hello friend snake I like you I like you friend snake
1: but I mean this is pretty long policy although my mother used to offer us money to kill snakes but I've never seen a rattlesnake on this farm right and I hope to keep it that way
0: yes i i also hope to keep it that way especially with all these little people running around
1: but i i do think we should build a little fence in the backyard i think that's a good idea we get a little little like flower bed fence uh-huh. to put around his hole uh-huh. just so that we stop being startled by where he's at
0: <laughs> yeah and i wonder where he lived last summer because he didn't live in that hole last summer i never saw him yeah. all summer long and oh, i've seen no, him a he lot this somewhere year. else Does he have something in his mouth?
1: Of course he does. It's a starburst (sighs) wrapper.
0: Such good parents.
1: I pulled it out, didn't I?
0: Yeah. Thank you.
1: So that was a pretty exciting start to corn planting. And also I did, so I do the same thing. It's now an annual tradition where I completely forget to check the tire pressure before I go out to the field. And so what happens is that one of the drive tires is flat and one of the drive tires is not flat. And so what happens is the flat tire has a shorter diameter than the not flat tire. And so it makes more revolutions per travel distance. And so what happens is the planter plants erratically and it it overplants but it doesn't overplant consistently because it's sort of going back and forth between which tires driving it. Huh. And anyway, I did the same thing last year and then I did it again this year and, and it's like, you keep fighting, trying to, why is this planning so poorly? Why can't I get the population to match, you know, cause I have it set at the population I want. And then it's, so if you have the vacuum turned up where it should be, it's way overplanting because you have this flat tire and then, when you turn it down to try to get it, well then you you just have one that's really planting low and anyway, but I managed to do the same thing that I did last year, and then at some point I'm like, oh, the tires
0: so third time's a charm,
1: well, except that this is um the seventeenth time that I've planted corn,
0: right, but do you have the tire problem every single year?
1: I would say most years, <laughs> yeah there's. There's always one tire that's lower than the other. Also,
0: maybe next year. This is a pretty
1: consistent recurring issue. I will
0: remember that.
1: And I thought, and the problem is that I think while I'm working on the planter, don't forget about the tires. Don't forget about the tires. But then I always forget. Hmm. But I got soybean ground sprayed. And I got a little bit of corn planted. Okay. And that's the farm, I guess. And then next week, hopefully... I can get all the rest of the corn planted.
0: The rest of the corn planted and the wheat pile cleaned up or?
1: Oh the wheat pile is just gonna sit. I don't until I get the soybeans done. Yeah. At least. But I mean it's, you know, a nice cone shape and and really I I, I can't pick it all up anyway because it well, it's seed wheat and it's on the ground and, and it's just you you don't wanna take chances with that. So I haven't I can leave it out there probably for the rest of the year and I won't lose anything because anything that gets wet, you know, it it rains and the rain will just soak, go right through the pile. And only the stuff on the bottom will get Uh uh, wet enough for long enough to be a problem. So I've already lost what I'm going to lose out Uh of it just because the nature of the seed wheat that I'm not going to just pick up every, I'm not going to scrape the ground off to pick it up. I'm probably going to leave a good four inches on the bottom. I mean, anyway, there's a lot of, Things right. issues, so yeah, I've already lost. what I'm gonna lose from it, so I guess it's just gonna sit for a while because I don't have time to do it.
0: Well, that's okay. All right, so that's the farm. So for family, this is my this is my question for you. When we're traveling and there's not like any specific thing that we have to do, I think that we can have a pretty good time, or at least I feel like when I'm traveling with the kids. I have a pretty good time. But then you have things like this graduation weekend where there are places you have to go or things you have to do. And it all just feels very hard. And I don't know how to fix that. I don't know if better planning, like if I had more plans, if that would help or if no plans are ever going to work.
1: I always feel like the more plans you have, the worse things go because you're never going to be able to do all those plans with all those kids. It's just not going to happen. So the less plans you have, the better.
0: Okay, well, that's kind of what I thought, but I don't know. It might just be that, I don't know. It just is never going to be good if there are things that you have to do and a lot of little kids, and they're just tired. and.
1: Well, and I was exhausted, too, and I think you were exhausted, too. Everybody's exhausted, but I've been staying up late planting corn and then not having to wake up early, and then...
0: I mean, I, I felt pretty happy the whole weekend. It's just that I didn't... There's just, it's just nothing felt very successful.
1: Yeah, but it was sort of a, it was just, yeah, it was a hard, I don't know. I don't know what, <laughs> what what to have done to make it better. I mean, it was just kind of weird, the whole thing.
0: And when we got all to the parking lot, I should have had you take a picture with Abby, even though we were in the parking lot.
1: Right. Well, and then that was part of the problem, too, is that graduation was so crowded. And then the hallway of Ramledge you really felt like, if I fell down right now, I would get trampled. (laughs) So, um, and so once, once you went through and we got separated and then it was like, you can't go back in and you can't move. It was horrible. Yeah. Whereas Liddy's graduation with half the kids, I mean, it wasn't bad at all. Relative.
0: Mm -hmm. So anyway, Abby graduated from college and that's a big deal and that's exciting and not having a perfect picture of it is not or any picture of it. Is not the i most important thing.
1: Pictures, right, just
0: took a couple pictures, just not
1: of anybody right. else.
0: I don't have a picture of Abby and Dad or a picture of me with Abby or the picture of the kids with Abby, except what we took today when everybody was screaming. But that's not, you know, part of this having good pictures of everything is a way to commoditize and capture, and, and life isn't like that. So sometimes I think we shouldn't take any pictures, but I don't really think it. I just kind of think it in a sort of philosophical way.
1: Well, philosophically speaking, I mean, why are we taking all these pictures but to have something to make us feel good about ourselves. Mm
0: -hmm. right?
1: But I'm not going to stop doing it. I like taking pictures.
0: Yeah, but it is you know. And I like the fact that like there's a
1: huge pile of weed on the ground and it's nice that I can just take a picture of it and put it on the internet and then it makes it seem lighter.
0: Yeah, I know that that helps you. That is something that is hard for me to understand, but I'm glad that it works for you.
1: Well, because if I tell you, hey, that auger went off and there's 2,000 bushels of wheat on the ground, do you really know how bad that is or
0: no, I what don't. it's
1: going to take to clean that up right, and how annoying it is? You don't, but there are people on the internet that see that and instantly know exactly why that's bad. Uh And so it's just sort of nice to have, have people commiserate a little bit.
0: Okay. Okay. Well then I think that must be like a personality difference. And also
1: it's just sort of, it's always good to make fun of yourself, right?
0: Yes. Maybe. (laughs) I don't know. But there are people that like that, that think that it's, you know, that enjoy posting pictures of when things go wrong and then, Cause it's oh, yeah, like a more it, 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 accurate representation of life or something. Cause life
1: is terrible, but I always try to make the post funny. Right. And I feel like it puts my, for me, what it does is it because my instant reaction is life is horrible. Right. If I can take a picture of it, step back, make some sort of clever comment. It helps me to move on and not be so upset about it.
0: Yes. Actually, I just read something kind of about this. Um, I think it was Nora Ephron, but I'm not positive, talking about her mom and that, like, if she was little and she had some sort of tragedy and she went to her mom, her mom would not say like, oh, no, tell me the story of what happened. Her mom would say, oh, well, everything's copy, meaning, like, you can turn that into a good story. Right. And, and that's
1: totally my approach to bad And the, the
0: difference, this... That the difference, like you slip on a banana and fall and everybody laughs at you, or you slip on a banana and fall and then you tell the story later and make everybody else laugh. Right. In one, you're like the hero instead of. Yeah. So I thought that that was that was a good way to think about it. Well, so that's kind of what you I liked you're doing. it
1: though summer that Drew came and helped with wheat harvest because, like, I don't remember what stupid thing I did, but, you know, I'm always doing stupid things and he's. <laughs> and he just. He comes on the radio and he's like, well, that's a mistake you're never going to make again. That's great. So I, I like that perspective. Uh-huh. So I will never uh, forget to unplug that auger again.
0: Yeah. Woohoo. Yay me. So I guess I can see if, that's what, if you're turning your foibles into jokes and it helps you remove yourself from, then that's better. Than just focusing on the negative.
1: Well and yeah, I mean, and and everything is a good story. If if bad things didn't happen, then you would never have good stories. Right.
0: Nobody never learned nothing from no good time.
1: Exactly right.
0: Which I love that song. That's Trombone Shorty on the album Parking Lot Symphony, which you should get.
1: <laughs> I believe we already talked about Trombone Shorty. But I've week. been feeling
0: bad because I did not say that the name of the album.
1: Oh, okay, yeah.
0: In that episode.
1: It so. is a good album.
0: So anyway, traveling with kids to events may just not be something that you can do. I don't know.
1: Well, and then i you know, I really wanted to go to Lydia's and then, so then we got separated and it was just a weird weekend all from start to finish.
0: I, I should have just taken the kids. I should have taken pictures in the parking lot. One, two, after lunch, I should have just taken the kids to the park.
1: Well, you know, next time that your baby sister and my niece are graduated from K-State on the same day, we will know what to do.
0: Right. I mean, on the one hand, there's that. You're never going to be in this situation again. But on the other hand, I really feel like developing systems is the only way to effectually. I mean, we have to have systems for everything in order to manage this many people happily.
1: Right. But okay. Let me say this again. The next time that your baby sister graduates and my niece graduate from K state on the same day, and we have an 11 year old and a six year old and a four year old and a two year old and a nine month old, we will know exactly how to handle that situation better.
0: Right. But also this is why I think I don't do a lot of things because if you're doing things, it's just it's hard. hard. It's
1: just hard to do with, with all the kids and you're in, and nobody really has a place where you can take the kids and
0: and and I think if the point of of doing things is so people can like see or talk to me I can't see or talk to any of them so
1: you're just there for support yeah They're just it makes them feel better that you're there
0: yeah i just i just i probably just miss abby
1: well <laughs> there's no getting around that
0: so you got anything for faith church this morning was wild and wiggly, but we made it through and Teddy even stayed in the church the whole time.
1: Yeah, but it, it was, it was a different environment there mm-hmm. in the overflow.
0: You can kind of see and hear side not chapel. really right.
1: weird side chapel that they have <laughs> at Thomas More. Yeah. Although that was interesting. Somebody said that that priest used to be at Downs.
0: Yeah. Vernie said that that so, he had done, um,
1: was he the, 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 the priest of the, the hour long mass?
0: I don't know. She said he was Grandpa Lawrence's funeral, but I don't really remember.
1: I think that means he was. And okay. is. Was Mass Teddy one know, hour long? He, no, but he's at such a bigger, he, he doesn't have control like he did. Uh, like at Downs, he really, he could control how long Mass was at Downs. Right. It's out of his hands now.
0: Yes. Today is the feast of St. Isidore the Farmer. Is it? I thought I saw that somewhere.
1: Yeah, he didn't feel sorry for me about that wheat. It's like, oh, you might have to scoop some some wheat. Try scooping every bushel that you ever make your entire life by hand.
0: Why are the saints such jerks to you?
1: I, it's just how they are. Probably because they, I'm, you know.
0: So maybe he gave you that pile of wheat because I'm a weak
1: and lazy American. That's why, as a
0: gift to you, like, oh boy, he never gets to shovel wheat. This will be good for him.
1: Yeah, except I'm just gonna use I'm just gonna wait till I can hook up the loader on my tractor and you know, work on it till I get bored and then I don't know, do something else.
0: You have such a high opinion of yourself. Accurate. I didn't hear the homily or the readings, did you?
1: Um he hurt him his leg. That's all I caught. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, and we look, we went on a trip and I Deacon Jacob said in his interview that anytime his family went on a trip of more than like an hour or something, they always prayed a rosary in the car, and so I thought, oh, we could do that. But look, we just got home from 10 hours in the car, and we didn't do that at all.
1: Right, but we also like kept pulling over and trading drivers so that we didn't fall asleep because we were both so tired.
0: Yes, that's true.
1: It was a rough trip.
0: Yeah, I don't usually drive most of the way to Manhattan. No. That's true.
1: But I had like three weeks of short sleep that I needed to catch up on, that I still need to catch up on.
0: And five kids in a hotel room, let me tell you, that's a good way to catch up on sleep.
1: (laughs) It really is relaxing.
0: (laughs) But I did think it was impressive, once they all fell asleep, that you could have Teddy and Harry, both in a pack and play, Jimmy on a pile of blankets on the floor, Katie and Anna in a bed, and us in a bed.
1: It was really a pretty good arrangement. Yeah. I'm glad you figured that out. That worked well.
0: Now, the first night... By the time I woke up, I had both Jimmy and Harry in the bed with me. But the second night, everybody stayed where they were, I think.
1: Well, I just need to get, once I get to sleep, you can put as many kids in the bed as you want, and I won't wake up, and I'm fine (laughs) with that. It's just the getting to sleep part.
0: Uh And this morning, did Harry wake up? Did Teddy wake up and then Harry wake up? Or did you see any of that? What do you mean? Well, I don't, all I know is you were up and taking kids down to breakfast, and I was still sleeping.
1: I don't remember how that happened. Okay. You wanna talk about Fatima at all? It's the hundredth anniversary of Fatima.
0: Oh right. I don't really know anything about Fatima. Sun dances around and there's some kids and some people think it means a lot and some people doesn't don't and I don't know. Nothing super like exciting happened on that day that we know of, right? Like this year. The hundredth anniversary came and went and the sun didn't dance around again or
1: flew to Portugal and back. That was fun. Yeah. And that always means he does a little interview. Uh huh. And I always enjoy reading his plane interviews.
0: Yeah, but no one like tried to shoot him or anything. Exciting on the on the anniversary. No. I'm glad of that.
1: Yeah, that that's good.
0: Yeah, I think we're all pretty tired.
1: I'm just so tired.
0: We better just call it.
1: And it's gonna be a long week, unless it rains again, which they're forecasting. They're also forecasting, you know, large hail. So more excitement
0: yes but you never know what's gonna happen Anna turns 12 on Friday oh sh- oh don't
1: why would you say that
0: she does and she pointed out to me that she was two-thirds of the way grown up Ugh.
1: did you tell her that she's not grown up till she's 30 <laughs>
0: <laughs> no I didn't I asked her what she needed to learn in the next six years that we hadn't taught her yet she wasn't sure and we have the last day of school on Friday. The big meeting to where they tell us what they're going to do with library media programs. If I still have a job, that's on Tuesday.
1: <laughs> Yay. So do you think you'll still have a job? What, what do you think?
0: I think it'll probably look different. I'm not sure what it'll look like. I'm sure they're going to. Sh- I really think that they'll cut library positions. Yes. How they'll do it. I don't know. So we'll see that on Tuesday and then school will be out. And that's always a good thing. Okay, if you have any feedback for us, any ideas about how to take five children to a graduation ceremony for the future, or...
1: How much would you pay to shovel your own seed wheat off the ground? Double the price? Triple the price?
0: Well, only if we have cute little baskets to put it in.
1: Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah I think I'll have to get cute little bushel baskets. Uh-huh. Shovel your own wheat in your cute little basket.
0: Right. Maybe some shovels with, with ribbons on them or something. Right. Uh-huh. And uh, if you have any information about Fatima, Uh, (laughs) why we should or should not be interested. At what age of children is it necessary to move to two hotel rooms? I'm interested in that.
1: Well, I was thinking we were there until this weekend.
0: Because this weekend went pretty well.
1: I think you figured that out. It's, It's the age when everyone demands to sleep in a bed.
0: Well, if there's an age where people are demanding to sleep in a bed, then they definitely shouldn't because that's ridiculous.
1: Then we make them sleep on the floor in yeah, the corner. Yeah,
0: demanding a there's bed. There's
1: a bathtub in there. You can sleep in there.
0: What are we, kings, princes, princesses? We're
1: which is exactly what the saints think.
0: But if I mean, if the children are demanding beds, then no. But other than that, is there an age when?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I think legally we probably are supposed to have two hotel rooms. Really? I think the hotels would frown on the number of people we have in their room.
0: But do they want children alone in a room? No.
1: Yeah, you have to start getting the, the room with the doors that go between.
0: Yeah, I don't know that there are that many of those. And how do you find those? If you know the answers to these questions, we really need to know. What hotels have adjoining rooms? Because I don't know that the Parkwood has adjoining rooms. I bet it does have you have, we've stayed there like a billion times have you ever seen one no you haven't
1: they have the really big sweet room though we stayed in there once yeah
0: that fits lots of people okay that's it for this week
1: you've been listening to our lady of the cry room jimmy will be on shortly to tell you how to get in touch with us we're tired Put have a good bed. night have bye a bye good bye. week y'all
0: Feedback at
1: ourladyofthecryroom Okay, now try to say it again, but don't yell so much. Feedback at ourladyofthecryroom That's right. You can send us your feedback to feedback at ourladyofthecryroom Thank you, Jimmy. You're welcome. Our Lady of the Cry Room, pray for us. Bleh. Happy Easter. Bleh. Bleh.
0: Yeah. <laughs>